0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the channel. My name is Mike Satterfield with TheGentlemanRacer.com and today I wanted to give you guys a little bit of a different type of video. This has probably become a regular thing here, uh, a segment I was thinking of calling This Week on The Gentleman Racer. Uh, this this was a concept that a friend and I came up with about doing for a podcast and with my travel schedule and moving and him moving to another state and all that stuff, it just never really worked out. So. Instead of abandoning the idea or waiting till our studio is done, as you can see, I'm here in the home office. Still, the uh, the studio is being worked on over in Grossbeck. Uh, that's a whole debacle with the contractor and that stuff. So we'll get into that maybe at another time. But I wanted to do this segment where I could give you guys uh, a kind of a highlight reel of the top stories on the website. I know that a lot of you follow on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and even if you are following there, you're not going to see all the stories that we post. I write a lot of content. I have other writers who are doing content for the site. So there's a lot of stuff on the site that you're going to miss. And I thought this could be a fun format to kind of share with you some of my favorite stories, some of the top stories on the site, some automotive news, and just general cool stuff that's happening in the world of the gentlemanracer.com. So uh, if you do want to get any more information on any of the stories to talk about, all of these are coming directly from the website. So just visit the website and search for it, and it should come right up. So Um, Yeah, let's jump into it. So my my favorite story on the site this week is race night in America. Um, I moved last year to Texas and I've been driving back and forth up and down the I-35 looking at this sign that says racing every Friday night at the Heart O Texas Speedway. And it is Heart O Texas, not Heart of Texas, the Heart O Texas Speedway. And it's a dirt track and I thought, you know, it'd be really fun to check that out one day. And last Friday I happened to be in Waco, I had nothing going on as far as any commitments, so I thought, I'm gonna run over and check out the race. And it was so much fun. I mean, 30 bucks got you an all-access pit pass. It's like 12 bucks if you don't want the pit pass, but I want the pit pass so I go take photos of the cars. And it's just a great grassroots, fun motorsports event that's cheap. Lots of fans. I was really surprised how packed it was, Um, and it was a little extra busy because the sprint cars were in town, which is a a little bit of a treat because those cars are wild. The big wing sprint cars are so much fun to watch. But yeah, I got to walk around the pits and meet some really cool people. I met a really neat young man named Chris who is a race car driver who is in a wheelchair. Uh, He used to be a motocross racer and he had an accident, and now he is fulfilling his need for speed with a hand-controlled modified stock car. I mean, very, very cool. And he's very quick. He's also got this awesome army tank tread wheelchair, which is super cool. And I really enjoy just uh, interacting with him and his father. We talked about doing a full story on him and his uh, his background and his kind of journey of, you know, his injury and then still pushing on and and, and pursuing motorsports, which I think is really a great story and really fun. But, you know, some of these cars out there are just so hammered and beat up and it's it's so great because you're seeing guys in like $1,500 cars racing against guys in like $10,000 cars and $20,000 cars and it's pretty cool to see the, the range and just the grassroots motorsport and the fans and if you've never been to a dirt track race I really encourage you to go check it out. But There's a lot of great photos on the site from me wandering around the pits and there's a lot of great uh, just you know, cool stuff. I mean some of these cars look straight out of Mad Max. I mean these modifieds are pretty wild so if you've never been to one Definitely be sure to go check that out. Now another really popular story on the site, and actually a video I just did a couple days ago was on the Hyundai Veloster N. Now if you've been following the site or you follow my videos here, you know that I drove the Hyundai Veloster N out at Thunder Hill Raceway when they first launched it. It was a lot of fun, great car, awesome track day toy. I mean, it's, it's brilliant on the track. They did a great job with it, but a lot of people were wondering how does the Veloster N handle daily driver duty. Is it just a track car or can I use it every day? So I actually jumped in the car. I got Hyundai to loan me it for a week. I spent a whole week in it as my only car. It's the only car I drove for the whole week and it was, a very good daily driver. So that story with kind of in-depth questions, answering people's questions that I had from Reddit and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook about the car, are in that story and also in that video. And uh, it's again on the website, but I'll link I'll link all this stuff down below. So it's definitely worth checking out if you are considering buying a Hyundai Veloster. In I kind of answer some of the drivability questions and all that, and it was a lot of fun to drive. I really enjoyed the car, and definitely would recommend the Hyundai Veloster in as a vehicle for anyone looking for that kind of sporty hot hatchback. Now, uh, I grew up in the era where Legos were like very cool. I mean, Legos are still cool, but back when I was a kid, we didn't have all the crazy video game systems and iPhones and all stuff. We had Legos and bicycles. So that's pretty much what we had to play with. So I was really excited to see that Lego had partnered with McLaren to do the Senna, uh, full-scale, one-to-one, very cool model uh, with functioning doors. It's, it's really crazy. And there's a bunch of photos more on the site, so go check that out uh, if you're into LEGOs. It's pretty cool. Actually, at the the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth Auto Show, they actually have a full-scale uh, Chevy 1500 Series Silverado, maybe it's a GMC. They have one of the big Chevy trucks um, in a full LEGO uh, build with light-up headlights and everything. It's very, very cool. So. Yeah, Lego stuff's fun. Uh, there's a lot of Lego stories on the site because Lego's been doing a lot of cool car stuff with their Technic and something specific like Aston Martin and Mini Cooper Lego stuff. So if you're into Legos, a bunch of Lego content on the site. So you can go check that out. But the McLaren Senna Lego is very, very cool. Now, I just got back from Colorado. Uh, Last week, I flew out to to Colorado and I was driving back with some stuff from my showroom that we have in Denver. And uh, we were getting ready to shut that down, so I had to go get some stuff out of the showroom. And I took a kind of different route back through Kansas and along the uh, eastern border of Texas, along the Panhandle. And I ran across this little town called Chili Cloth. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly, but Chili Cloth, Texas, where uh, I had to stop because I saw this place called H&H Automotive, and it was a old, repair shop that the roof had fallen in on and there's like the old tow truck with the H&H painted on the door and all this cool stuff all these broken down old cars and there's even actually an old Cadillac underneath all the rubble of the roof so it was just kind of one of those things you only see when you're visiting these really small towns and doing these road trips and I really enjoyed uh getting out and just walking out taking pictures and if you like that kind of history and kind of kind of old vintage car stuff in these small towns and just kind of the uh the abandoned nature of some of these little towns. I mean, there's only 700 people in Chili Cloth. It's a really small little community there, but some really cool shots of some great classic cars that are just kind of slowly returning to earth. So that's on the website as well uh, in our road trip section. Now, I do a lot of watch content. Uh, I was actually invited to come out to Baselworld this year in Switzerland, um, which would have been really fun. Uh, unfortunately, I just did not have the time to fly out to Europe for two days and come back. Uh, I had all my stuff arranged, they had invited me, I had press clearance and all that. Uh, and there's a lot of watch stories on the site from that, the new Tag hoyers and Rolexes and all that stuff. So if you're into watches, there's a lot of watch content on the site from the last week or so. Uh, but the watch that I actually was wearing for the last week uh, was sent out to me to test was uh, by a company called Talker, and I really enjoyed Checking out the watch because they're a Texas-based company. They're just a couple hours of me uh, south of me down in Austin, and they make some really cool watches. And uh, this one is the C47 uh, That's All Brother Edition, which is kind of cool. The That's All Brother Edition is a, uh, a military kind of pilot-inspired automatic. It's a Swiss-made watch um, designed in Texas. And it's got this really cool watch face, and the watch face is actually made out of a piece of the aircraft aluminum from the actual D-Day plane, That's All Brother. So it's pretty unique, and the thing I like most about it is that there's three different versions uh, with three different unique faces that are made out of different parts of the airplane. Uh, So if you're into watches, you want something like cool, unique World War II history, that's a really cool piece to check out. And what makes That's All Brother significant is it was the first plane in the D-Day invasions to fly across enemy lines and drop paratroopers. So, kind of a cool uh, little ode to history. Another nice thing about it is it is about a $1,900 watch. You can get it from Talker or you can get it at Neiman Marcus. Um, It is a $2,000 watch. It's an expensive watch. It's not ridiculously expensive, but a portion of all the money from all the sales actually goes to support the team that's restored the plane and is taking it out to events and taking it to the anniversary of Normandy and taking it to all these things and keeping that piece of flying World War II history available to the public. So that's kind of a cool thing is that if you you buy this really cool watch, you also get this great story and you're supporting a really unique and cool cause. So I really do like the Talker watches. It's a very nice watch. So if you're into watches, check out our watch section. There's a lot of watch content on there uh, from the show and just from other things like that. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, the Future 40. Now, the Future 40 is really cool. So uh, if you were at SEMA last year, you probably saw the Future 40. It was a classic GT40 by Superformance uh, merged with the modern Ford GT. Uh, The the show car um, had a 3.8 liter V6. It was like 650 horsepower twin turbo. It wasn't an actual Ford GT motor. It was a regular EcoBoost that they Pumped up to basically be about the same horsepower as the uh, Ford GT's you know, EcoBoost motor. It's wrapped in the painted in the livery of the um, the Ford GT Le Mans winning cars. Um, so it's it's kind of a cool combination. It's got some modern aero, but it's got the classic GT40 body, and it's kind of a neat neat car. Well, Superformance has put that into production now. Now that car at SEMA was actually built specifically for a customer, but they had always said that if there was enough interest, they would start building them for sale. And the first one has been done. It's completed. It's $250,000 for a Future 40. Uh, It's quite a bit of uh, money for what is what some would say is a kit car. But it is uh, a lot less than an actual Ford GT, if Ford will even let you own one. So uh, the Future 40 is very cool. Great car. a lot of great pictures up on the site. If you want more information on it, go check it out. This one actually is different than the show car. It does not have the V6, it actually has a supercharged 5.0 coyote motor in it. So it should get up and go just fine. Other kind of retro automotive futuristic news is the Pantera is back. Uh, it's not really from Dato Maso. It's not an official Dato Masso Pantera. This is being built by Aries Design Factory. Uh, they're an Italian firm that builds some really beautiful cars. We've actually did a story on them uh, where they did a 64 Corvette uh, Stingray that was all resto modded out. Very, very nice. They build very high-end bespoke custom cars. And this uh, Project One, they're calling it, even though on the site it says like Panther, um, it's, it's a Project One, which is very cool. It is... Very, very similar looking to a Pantera. It's what a Pantera would probably merge into. Uh, for those of you who don't know what the Pantera is, De De Masso, uh was a car manufacturer. They made the Pantera and the Mangusta and a few other oddball things here and there. But they're mainly known for the Pantera uh, um, as a supercar that was sold in America in the 70s. Uh, it was a Anglo, Anglo-Italian hybrid. It had a 351 Cleveland V8 from Ford uh with a ZF Transaxle driving the rear wheels of a very small Italian sports car. It was it was a Ferrari-esque type of vehicle. Um very fun. It's one of my dad's dream cars when he was you know growing up that was the car to have. So the uh the De De Pantera is a legend and this company has brought back their own modern version of it. Now this is not powered by Ford. It is not um, on its own chassis. It is literally a Lamborghini Huracan that they strip down and then do this custom carbon fiber body work over to make it look Very similar to an original Pantera with a few modern touches, and they've done a great job. I think it's a very good looking car. You just have to have uh, $650,000 to purchase one, so it is a little pricey uh, considering that you, I think, still have to bring them your own Lamborghini to do the conversion on. But it is a very pretty car, and it's kind of this unique uh, space that we've made, made, we've kind of landed in now with the. uh, the rise of the coach builders again, that you can build these cars out of carbon fiber and build these really unique bespoke vehicles. Um, And they've kind of figured out the airbags and the safety side of things so that they can get away with actually producing these type of cars. So it's a very cool car. Uh, If you want more information, stuff like that, it's it's all up on the website. There's a lot more pictures and things like that on the site as well. Uh, I was just recently in Mexico. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I have a video where I did a uh, ATV kind of moto vlog here on the channel, if you want to go check that out, uh, where I just kind of talk about what I was doing in Mexico. But Mexico was great. I, I had a great time. I was on a wellness retreat, which was interesting. I was kind of excited to check it out, see if I could learn some stuff to uh, lose a little extra weight maybe, and we all need to lose a few extra pounds, um, and just enjoy uh, Mexico. I, I've been to Loreto, Mexico many times before, but it's always been in context of the Baja 500, or the Baja 1000, or San Felipe 250, or one of the one of the races, uh, Rally Historico, things like that. So I've never actually stopped in Loretto, uh, other than uh, one night on the Rally Historico, and it was just sleep, get up the next morning, and we were driving the Porsche 914 again down the coast. So uh, it was really cool I got to get out, explore it, check out the small town of Loretto, um, the beautiful golf courses, and things like that. And it was just a great relaxing time. So there's a full story on that as well on the site with information about where I stayed and photos of, uh, you know, the places I went and the downtown and all that. So if you're interested in traveling, our travel section is pretty extensive. I've been all over the world and we have some other travel writers have written some stuff for us. There's a lot of content on there. So if you're ever looking for travel ideas, road trip ideas, we have a lot of stuff on there for travel. But yeah, Desante Bay was a really fun trip. We actually went whale watching, saw some amazing whales, I got to ride an ATV, I got a 50-minute massage, Uh, I got my butt kicked by a personal trainer. Uh, I did skip yoga, though. Uh, It was ATV or yoga, and uh, for me, it's going to always be ATV over yoga. So, yeah, you won't see me in yoga pants in any photos. Uh, That's not my deal. Uh, So, another story that's on the site is the Streamline Hotel, Daytona Beach. It is another kind of travel-related story. Um, I was just at Daytona for the Daytona 500, the Daytona 300. It was a great time. Uh, Chevrolet and Suave had kind of Combined to bring me out there. I had the new Chevy Silverado, which was the official pace truck of the Daytona 500, which was pretty cool. And I was there for the Daytona 300 with Suave Men and Justin Allgaier and uh, the whole team from Junior Motorsports. I got to meet Dale Earnhardt Jr., which was really cool. And the best part was I got to take my dad, who's a lifelong NASCAR fan, and he had a blast. It was the greatest time in the world, and we had so much fun. But after the race, we had a whole day to kill, so we went to a couple of things. We went to the uh, Ace Cafe Orlando, which is really cool for some cool motorcycle stuff. And then we also went down to the Streamline Hotel at Daytona Beach, which is where NASCAR was founded. And it's this beautiful Art Deco 1930s motel um, right on right on the main main drag in Daytona Beach. And it's a beautiful. It's got a rooftop bar. And there's just some photos right there. If you're looking for a kind of a cool, unique destination to go to that's still got a little car uh, stuff tied to it, the Streamline Hotel in Daytona Beach is a really cool place. And you can walk across the street and be at the beach so yeah there's there's stuff like that there and also there's videos on this channel from the daytona 500 and the daytona 300 so check those out if you like nascar content we do have a nascar playlist from all of my little nascar misadventures so thank you guys so much for watching i I really appreciate everyone who subscribes and and views these videos Uh, video is something that i've been kind of ramping up and doing a little bit more of it's never been a main priority for uh, the channel and for the website our website is growing like crazy i mean we're hitting new record numbers every single month. Um, We're growing like crazy, and I think it's because we're doing different content. Uh, Me and the few guys that I work with that do content for the site are are telling different stories. We're not doing the regular car review stuff. We're kind of doing uh, more lifestyle and and stuff, showing you guys what it's like to go and do some of these things that a lot of people don't get to do. I mean, I'm very, very fortunate that I get to go and do the Daytona 500 and ride along in McLarens and drive supercars and have this incredibly, exciting life that I get to live and I love sharing it with everybody. Um, And if there's story ideas you have, if you have a unique car or someone in the car industry you'd like to see interviewed because you think they're interesting, if there's content you want to see me that the mainstream guys who are you know working for some of these biggest companies in the world that own a lot of these channels, if you're not seeing their the stories you want to see there, that's what we do. I mean I travel all over the country and all over the world telling stories um, on my site and I would love to do more video content for you guys to kind of tell the stories you want to see here on YouTube and on other platforms. So if you haven't followed on Instagram, uh, please do. I post a lot of live stuff there, a lot of stuff from events uh, on on, you, on Instagram there. So please do follow on Instagram. It is uh, at the Gentleman Racer. Uh, We've got a lot of cool stuff on Instagram. We're almost to 100,000 subscribers on Instagram, which is exciting. So we hope to hit that threshold. And I'm working on some giveaways. I've got a pile of stuff back here, which is uh, stuff from Pirelli and Dover and other car companies. It's all cool stuff that I'm putting together in a package we're going to give to our uh, our subscribers. Once we hit uh, 5,000, we're gonna pick one person at random from our subscriber base and give them that uh, that that package. When we hit 5,000 subscribers, I know it's not a huge huge number of subscribers having 5,000, but it is a uh, a milestone for us. We want to hit that that number, and I really want to hit that number and give you guys some cool stuff, and then push on to 10,000 and beyond. So, thank you guys again for watching. And again, any comments, questions, story ideas, leave them down below. I do get back to everybody. Thanks again.